Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And be sure not to miss the following posts of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com, What is Truth? and Lord's Lighthouse Keeper. On Dana Glenn Smith, Foundation of God Stands True. A Prophet, the Whore, and Children. Globalist Maneuver to Remove Internet Free Speech. On warn-usa.com, Grace, Faith, Promise, Book of Romans Part 8 on Sound the Shofar. War Redeemer Christian Advocacy Classic at War at Warren Radio. Persecuted True Church Global Advocacy Among Nations of Men episode. Judgment and Vanity, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 81, on Battle Lines at Warren Radio. And you don't want to miss the following WIBR Warren Radio shows from August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Armor of Light, Christian Brotherhood, Humanitarian, Global Persecution, Advocacy at Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah series, Heritage of Jacob, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 186 on Battle Lines. And Kingdom War and the Coming King, Two Kingdoms, Part 1 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to DanaGlennSmith.com 
And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's good to be here again. Yep, here we are. Praise the Lord. He's allowed us another day. Yep. Yeah, we're here in May. May? Yeah, I'm re- I'm starting summer over. No, I don't want to go backwards. Go forward. We'll be there before you know it, as fast as time goes. Yeah, I want to start over. I want warm weather. (laughs) We haven't even got to the cold yet. I know, that's the idea. And then when we end next summer again, you know, we'll start it over. Or another one. Yeah. Well, at any rate, we're here. And, uh. Everything's proceeding along in the world, including the United States. We got a lot of issues here, but tonight we're not focusing on the issues in the U.S. We're focusing on the issues of the persecuted church overseas. And so up front, though, is a feature that that we do we bring you one of our articles. We talk about it a little bit and tell you where you can read it. This one uh, actually comes out of Hosea, and it's a true prophecy. It's about a prophet, the whore, and children. And it's a major prophecy, matter of fact, given to Hosea. And it concerns, you know, a prostitute and a couple of kids. It concerns both houses of Israel. Both houses underwent judgment. Only Judah was delivered from her captives after 70 years. And she returned to the land. So within this particular prophecy, we find the scope of God's judgment, his mercy, his deliverance and restoration. Now there are clear lessons and something that not only Israel should know, and and they, they do know, but all Gentiles as well. That's because as Gentile nations we need to understand not only the mercy of God and his salvation, but his workings uh, with judgment. Now, meanwhile, in a future world, 
where the modern age, like it is right now, rejects biblical values, God is still at work. Thus it is true here, those things revealed in this scripture pertain not just to Hosea's day, but also serve as a staunch warning to America in the, na- in the nations. But it's imperative that you understand that this prophetic message serves as a warning to America and the nations of men. It is especially poignant to America since this nation has gone whoring away from the original God and His Son, the Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. It should also be noted that the name Hosea means deliverer. It is also connected to the future deliverer and savior, the Son of God, who is to come when this was first put out. But he has arrived now. You know, to make it short, Hosea was instructed to take a wife of whoredoms, and he does so. And so this woman and her two children represent the fruit of the house of Israel in departing from the Lord God. So you can read about that by going over to DanaGlennSmith.com. Now, A Prophet, the Horn Children was written by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. And the Warren radio shows are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is a co-host. WIBR Warren Radio websites and ministries are in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, warning agency in these last days. And all scripture that we quote is the King James Version of the Bible, unless it is noted to be another version. The work and ministry of the WIBR Radio is about the testimony of Jesus Christ through the faith of Jesus Christ, by the mercy of God our Father through His grace extended, flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere, commanding everyone to repent. So go on over to DanaGlennSmith.com and find a prophet, the whore, and children and take a look at this prophecy. Now we're moving on here. This is about persecuted Pakistani Christians. You know, Tower, and we run into so much needing help. It's just now you see the persecution going on around the world. We covered this particular thing. This is about an anti-Christian attack in Jiranwala, Pakistan. Now, International Christian Concern had contacts on the ground. And so they have determined there were over 400 homes destroyed and at least 27 churches attacked. And so people were displaced, the people that were hurt. And so one of the things that they do is work to, uh, you know, make sure emergency aid gets to them, food and clothing, you know, and uh, whatever physicians or doctor stuff they need. And so the one thing of it is, is that uh, Jeff King of International Christian Concern 
um, sends these little reminders out to, to help in the rescuing and restoration of Pakistani Christians. Believe me, over in Pakistan, these Christians don't have much help. They're on their own. Government's and, against them. Yeah, and the Pakistan, uh, you know, the people, I mean, the Muslims, all it takes is a little spark, and they'll destroy as many Christians and homes as they can. And, of course, attacking the 400 homes and destroyed in 27 churches... Uh, no one is held accountable. And even if they try to hold them accountable, most of these policemen and everything are local. And they have to go to the mosque as well. So <laughs> if they cross these, uh, you know, these Muslims, these policemen are going to be in trouble. So it is a biased situation. It's very much trouble. So as brothers and sisters in Christ, it behooves us to help, to help them. So go on over to International Christian Concern, which is uh, persecution.org, and uh, donate some funds to help them meet the need of not only the Pakistani Christians, but the many other outreaches that they have. That's persecution.org. Help the persecuted Pakistani Christians. Are you ready? You know what, yes. Oh, yeah, well, go ahead. Um, I'm ready, but what's very disturbing is this kind of stuff's going on all over the world and even in the United States. The wicked are getting away with the murder and all kinds of crimes but we have to remember that God, that the Lord said, vengeance is mine, and they will have to answer for what they're doing, and it's not going to be pretty. So I, I would just rather see everybody repent, you know? Oh, that'd be nice. Yes, it would. But the thing of it is, you're right. I mean, this is literally going on, and... We keep uh, pretty good when we do this. We have a lineup of of uh, Christians and things about the persecuted church. Every week we do this, and every week there's always enough, more than enough, you know, situations. We can't even get to all the stories. There's so much going on, but which uh, I hate. There are many, many organizations trying to help the persecuted church. So it behooves you as a Christian to get involved and pray for the persecuted church. Pray for those who are helping the persecuted church, like International Christian Concern and others. And donate what you can to one of these organizations. These organizations have boots on the ground. And that's that's what we need. Boots on the ground. That's right. Where we can help. When yeah, when you give money to these organizations, that money goes directly to help Christians. And that's what we want. So with that tower. Okay. In the face of persecution, 
Indonesia. This story comes to us from Global Christian Relief. Christian persecution can take many forms, and one of them involves unlawful church closures. In Indonesia, the Constitution provides protection for minor, minority believers, but local authorities simply work around the law, denying building permits for, go- for congregations. And Pastor Fadlon and his church in Jakarta went through a years-long struggle to get a building permit. They were relieved to finally get their wish in 2018. They were free to legally worship together. But then a short time later, the unthinkable happened. COVID-19 struck, and the churches in Southeast Asian nations in the Southeast Asian nation was forced to shutter. After the pandemic eased, Pastor Fadlon had to obtain yet another permit, but once again, local authorities were not responsive due to their prejudice against Christians. The congregation decided to gather anyway. After weeks of meeting, the local government responded with a threat. The church would be closed indefinitely if they continued to meet without a permit. Sure enough, The congregants recently arrived to find themselves locked out of their building. They decided to make a video about the unfair situation, and by the grace of God, it went viral online. The local authorities were then pressured to reopen the church. However, Pastor Fadlon and his flock still need a permit to remain open for the long term. While our Persecuted brothers and sisters in Indonesia face <coughs> tremendous resistance. The Word of God offers encouragement in 1 Corinthians 15:58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So we need to remember to pray for Pastor Fadlon and for his flock. They need our prayers and support. And the contributor of this story is Amanda, and she's with Global Christian Relief, and she raises awareness for the plight of the persecuted Christians around the world. And she invites you to learn more about Christian persecution on the web on um, globalchristianrelief.org's website. Well, you know, that's that's what it takes, is persistence. It does. You know, and... May uh, God grant them the permits they need. You know, it's just something over there. And, and now, of course, here, we're seeing more and more anti-Christian behavior in America. Well, a lot of it. But, I mean... You know, we're not that far from facing our churches closed here. God forbid, this nation has been a beacon of Christianity and hope for the entirety that it was begun. And only now in the sunset of America do we find 
those in charge who are wicked, do wickedly, and they're corrupt. And they want to do something about the Christian message. But we must work together, all of us, to get the message out. Yes, amen. Weaponized. That's our next story against a former rescuer pro-lifer. Now this one is just hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. But see, this has to do with Biden's dangerous DOJ. We already knows, uh, know that the DOJ, you know, and a number of other agencies in his administration are weaponized. And they are definitely not for a pro-America approach. They are globalists. Um, a former pro-lifer. Now this comes to us by li uh, from LifeSite News. And uh, they are a site that uh, is pro-life. And they write articles on pro-life. And in this case, we're talking about Caroline Davis who was arrested in 2020 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is a liberal bastion of, uh, you know, they're, they're not pro-life. <laughs> they're, they're for abortion. So what they did with her was she has signed an agreement with the federal government that requires her to fully cooperate with the pro-abortion Biden administration whenever it calls upon her for information on pro-life operations. Now see, the problem with this, the deal has no time limit. And it allows the government to resurrect a FACE Act felony charge with years in prison if it deems the agreement has not been kept. And uh, last week, the 24-year-old Caroline Davis testified against five of her former rescue colleagues currently on trial and facing up to 11 years in jail for their role in a pro-life rescue at Washington Surgery Clinic on October 22, 2020. Now, Davis was also present at that rescue, but she never faced charges. Now, see, the issue with this is this is in Grand Rapids. Now, if this was any other place that wasn't so liberal, you would not have this issue. But in these cases, the law, you know, let's go from the governor, uh, the governor to the attorneys, you know, and uh, to everybody involved. They have weaponized uh, pro-life. So the pro-life cannot come and just protest. Matter of fact, they've gotten in trouble just for standing in the wrong place there. And this is something that is a globalist agenda. The UK has one real bad, and there's been stories out of there for a woman who was standing in front of a pro-life, and she was arrested for simply being quiet and looking like she was praying. Well, a guy came up and asked her if she was praying, and she said yes. You know, and she got in trouble. And that's where we're going in a lot of these uh, 
these nations now that are moving in the globalist order. But to rat people out, and for these people, five of them to face up to 11 years in jail. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's wrong. It is wrong. And the case was being tried in Washington, D.C., which is terrible. They are about as corrupt as you get. And they can do anything they want. Now, they called them the Garland Nine Pro-Life Rescuers, and they have 11-year prison sentences, an additional three years of supervised watch, and $350,000 in fines each. Oh, that's they, just ridiculous. Because they tried to save babies from abortion. Now, can you believe that? That is an absolute crock. That is an injustice, but that's where America is. If you think America is free, you are wrong. Every day it's ramping up against the Christians, against pro-lifers. Now, see, it's nicknamed after Merrick Garland because he's the Attorney General of Biden. And the rescuers are treated like criminals for simply trying to save lives like little babies. That's sad. And so this was August 6, 2023, and they're talking about a show trial, you know, because, the, and that's what they're doing with Trump, too, a show trial. To make them examples. Yeah, and these, these people that are in America are corrupt to the core. And that's, that's what it is. That's the way it is. But... 11 years for trying to save a little baby from being murdered. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some justice on, on the day of the Lord. And we'll be standing there to watch it. Because these people will face judgment for what they've done. Well, let's move on here. This is from International Christian Concern, persecution.org. Now this is about Kenya. And there hasn't been a lot out of Kenya. They have had uh, problems, you know, with persecution. But Kenya, for the most part, has not been like Nigeria has been. But uh, a church in Kenya was set on fire and destroyed, and they also burned nine houses. And, of course, the terrorists come in and attack. Now, the thing about this, this was carried out by a Somali-based Al-Shabaab terrorist group that also targeted a nearby security camp. And, of course, the pastor of the destroyed church was very distraught. And he said the church was burnt down to ashes by the terrorists on Tuesday. Our church is home to over 70 believers, and it has been in existence since the 11th of January 2009 when we planted it. It was part of the 10 properties that were set on fire when the group of Al-Shabaab members attacked our area. It is true that such instances like the burning of houses, have been happening. 
but we have never witnessed a church being burnt down for over 10 years. What a tragedy. Yeah. Everything in the church building was burnt completely, from the roof to the walls. All the chairs, Bibles, hymns books, hymn books, musical instruments, solar panels, office furniture, church documents, and reports were destroyed in the fire. We have nothing left apart from the dark, smoked walls and harrowing memories of the hate that has been showed to us by the jihadists. Now, the terrorists have attacked the community six times since June. Twelve civilians have been killed and many houses destroyed. And 200 households have been display, displaced. Now, religious leaders in the area strongly condemned the church. Uh, the church burning, saying it was an escalation of the conflict and fueled discord between people of different faiths. And one evangelical leader said, We are disappointed that the enemy set his hand on God's house of worship. They have touched the heart of God. This evil deed had watered down the grains of the interreligious coexistence made over the the, the troubles between the Muslims and the Christians. As the fight against radicalization and terrorism go on, we urge all believers to remain steadfast in prayer and ask the government to secure all Christian villages and places of worship so we do not continue to lose people and property. Amen. That's terrible. It is. And we find that all the time. We do. And these people, some of them survive, so they're, they're the lucky ones. Many of them don't survive. So are you ready for yours? Yes, and this next story is just gut-wrenching. Sudan's chaos and death plague nation. This comes to us via missionnetworknewsonline.org. Sudan's war has 4 million people on the move as chaos and death plague the nation. A cholera outbreak looms as morgues overflow in Sudan. Food, clean water, and medicines are nearly impossible to find. And that was in a report published Friday. A nurse working with Doctors Without Borders in Sudan describes the situation. The change in Sudan is shocking. On the road between Wad Madani and Khartoum, we saw tanks, decimated buildings, and many checkpoints. Security is not the same. The price of food is increasing, and if you have electricity, you are lucky. Everything is critical. Sudan is not stable, agrees the head of the Sudanese Evangelical Community Council. His name is Rafat Samar, Samir. Yet hopes remain. Decades of persecution have strengthened the resolve of Christ's followers. No matter what comes next, believers are determined to follow Jesus. We have many group members because of the persecution. 
During even the bad times, we see many church buildings growing, Samir says, and the fear which captured our mission, we are free from it. And so the tribal and Islamic groups in Sudan fight each other for control, but they agree on one thing, Christians need to go. So we need to ask the Lord to protect these believers as they gather in secret and help each other survive the war. Pray that God will open our eyes to focus on God and know what exactly he wants our country to look like and what his mission is in our country, Samir requests. He also requests prayer for unity among Christian leaders from different generations. The new thing now is disciples through the inter- discipleship through the Internet. Young church leaders read a lot. They have access to the Internet, so they don't. So they have much information, Samir says. This old generation who study outside, who have theology degrees from other colleges, they came back and young leaders dismissed their experience. Yes, that's true in, in every place, all walks of life. The young do that to the older people. You know that, Dana? Yeah. That is tragic. So remember yeah, Sudan. It's it's horrific. It's gut-wrenching. And it's very heartbreaking to hear what these people are going through. Well, you know, and, it, and it's everywhere. And, you know, the way, the way these people are running these nations. Uh, and I'm speaking also of America. The Biden administration is a nut job. I mean, literally. And, you know, there's there's nothing but trouble ahead if we don't get things straightened out. But there's already trouble right now for many, many areas. Now, see, we talked about Pakistan. We talked about Kenya. We talked about the Sudan. I'm doing Afghanistan. We have many different areas that are right now in severe trouble. And most of it is starvation. And then there's another thing that comes a close second. And that's terrorists, Muslim terrorists, who are stealing, killing, murdering, and burning churches. And this this whole thing is represents a lawless, a swamp of lawlessness. Now this next one comes to us from Global Christian Relief. You can go to globalchristianrelief.org. And one thing that they ask people to do is pray for Afghanistan and for the Afghans. Because both Muslim and Christian are on the brink of starvation there. Now it's been two years, a little more than two years now, that the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan. Now this has been known as Biden's debacle. And he didn't seem to apologize, didn't seem to acknowledge it. He left billions of dollars of equipment there. This was a total screw-up on the Biden administration. 
And those equipment allowed the Taliban to arm a lot of other groups. Of course, they got paid for it. So if you want to know where all your weapons are, where all your gas went, and everything you need to keep Americans safe, well, you can look at the Biden administration because they pumped out pretty much all of our oil reserves. They sold it to China. They left all the equipment we had, and there was a lot of it, and they left it in Afghanistan. So you can see how this is going. We've got people here in America that don't know what they're doing. So we have major issues. So the Taliban then assumed control of the Middle Eastern nation. And what happened was the economy crumbled. So it's not surprising that Christians and Muslims alike are suffering. And of course, Global Christian Relief says bluntly, Millions of people currently stand on the brink of starvation. Now understand, when they say on the brink, they mean it. That means they're already starving. That anything else could kill them. So, these that's the issue. And so, if you're an Afghan mother, you're desperate to feed your hungry children. But the Taliban repeatedly denies them jobs, education, and income. So they're confined to their homes by the Muslim extremists. The women are forced to ration food and many are losing hope. And female suicide is increasingly on the rise. And so they ask, will you help Afghan families through a gift to Global Christian Relief? And uh, it's a good organization. So you can go to globalchristianrelief.org and you can help them with a the gift. Now see, we do a number of these little news stories and we always tell you who it is we're getting them from. And we urge you to give to them. Now we do not get paid. We do not take money for just telling you about this. We are an advocate for the persecuted church and we're an advocate for the humanitarian organizations that are trying to fulfill the needs of the church. So it's under, understanding here now that when I ask you to give a gift to them, you're not giving it to me. I receive nothing. I don't want nothing. God takes care of us. But help these families. And see, they even want to give some to the Muslims. Because the Muslims are hurting. They need to know about the love of Christ. And we know that these organizations get the food right to the area. And so as millions around the world go hungry, starving, or, or some other need, they need help to meet this unprecedented demand. And, and all, of these, all of these humanitarian organizations that we've covered over all these years, they all need help. They cannot do it without people, you know, that will give of their 
prayers and their finances to help them. Now one young woman by the name of Rahil told their team on the ground, I used to be able to give my children a cookie or biscuit when they were hungry, but now when they ask for food, I often have nothing to give them, and they cry. Oh, that's sad. And so they are supplying emergency food relief kits, mobile medical care, agricultural livestock, and blankets for winter and more. So this is the time. Step up and, and help Global Christian Relief, or any one of the others as well. Time is precious, and so are lives. Now this is spilling Christian blood, and this is irritating. It always happens. Spilling of Christian blood. And this is a Barnabas Aid editorial. And you can go to BarnabasAid.org. BarnabasAid.org. You see, the Islamists are spilling rivers of Christian blood in Africa. And this is what this editorial is about. It's by Barnabas Aid, pointing to the fact that the blood of Christian people is being spilled beyond measure in Africa. Now this story begins with young Christians in western Uganda. They were singing hymns of praise. But all of a sudden in the middle of their praise Islamists from the jihad group Allied Democratic Pro, uh, Forces broke into the school building and set upon the students with guns and machetes. Oh God. Now can you imagine that? Singing songs of praise to the Lord. And all of a sudden these people break in. Many of these kids were shot or hacked to death. Oh dear God. And others were burned alive as jihadists Jesus. threw petrol bombs into dormitories. That's just unconscionable. And uh, it's just terrible. Many young Christians were burnt to death that day by Islamists. Officials from the Ugandan Ministry of Education surveyed the scene of the slaughter. At least 41 people were slaughtered, the majority of them cool school children. Boys and girls in their mid-teens. The school comprises just over 60 students, most of whom live there. Eight other people were critically injured, while six others were abducted and forced to help carry food the Islamists looted from the school as they made their escape into the neighboring Democratic Republic of the Congo. One day, one day, these people will be held accountable for their blood guilt and for their murder. And as they departed, the terrorists were heard shouting, Allahu Akbar, God is the greatest, a traditional Islamic declaration of faith. Yeah, 
killing innocent children, and that's faith. And praising God. That is... Now, see, the mass murder of Christian school children is just the latest anti-Christian atrocity committed by an Islamic movement that is flourishing in much of sub-Saharan Africa. And I've asked myself the same question. Why do the nations see so blind, so lazy, and so stubborn to get in there and do something to help these people? The ADF, operate, which originated in Uganda, it operates in the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo, and they had pledged allegiance to Islamic State in 2019. That's ISIS, ISIL, or Daesh. And the ADF has slaughtered hundreds of Christians in northeastern DRC. Oh, it's terrible. It is horrible, Dana. They also are in uh, Nigeria, West Africa. Nigeria's middle belt alone. Islamic extremists have killed more than 1,500 of our brothers and sisters in the last 18 months. That's just unconscionable. It just is heartbreaking, gut-wrenching. It just... And this report goes on and on. In February 2023, Islamic State Mozambique reported that the soldiers of the caliphate captured five Christians and slaughtered them. Praise be to God. Heaps of Christian corpses, it was said. Now, I'm going to read this too. How are we to respond? Now remember, this is an editorial. In the face of this awful brutality, meted out against our Christian family, the best thing we can do is pray, trusting that the Lord remains in control. His enemies will never be victorious, but his children will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Matthew thirteen forty three. So, we have another need, and you can find out more over at BarnabasAid.org. They're a good organization, so check them out, BarnabasAid.org. And that should also teach Christians in America something. Do you think this thing is never going to come here? Biden has allowed in untold amounts of people. The totals that the Biden admin even estimate is wrong. It is strongly believed there are millions more, especially uncounted. And we know that there are terrorists among them mm-hmm. and a lot of other enemies of America and Christians. So you'd better wake up, begin to pray, seek the Lord. You don't need to fear. But it is time for America to wake up. Amen. And we have our own issues here in America. And we need to do something here. You ready? Yes. 
Okay. Silence. Anti-Christian persecution. The world has rightly condemned the burning of a Koran two months ago by an act atheist activist in Sweden. Action censures these designed to cause hurt and outrage rather than foster respectful discussions or debate or debate debate are re are reprehensible. 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 So this is a story from Barnabas Aid dot org. Furthermore, along with the needless hurt caused to our Muslim neighbors around the world, it is most often Christian communities in Muslim majority countries who suffer the consequences. Western governments have condemned the burning of the Quran but remain silent on the burning of churches, Bibles, and Christian homes. The anger felt about the Quran burning has no doubt helped to fuel the anti-Christian riots in Punjab, Pakistan, in which at least 22 churches, church buildings were attacked, five of them burned, and dozens of Christian homes were set ablaze by extremists. Bibles, hymn books, and other Christian books were burned by the mob. Yet there has been a marked difference in the world's response to the actions of an atheist extremist in Sweden and its response to actions of Islamic extremists in Pakistan. In a statement on July 21, 2023, for example, the UK Foreign Office denounced the Koran burning, adding, we recognize the deep suffering experienced by Muslims around the world caused by the burning of the Koran. Yet on the burning of church building, Christian homes, Bibles, Western governments remain silent. This is despite condemnation of the anti-Christian violence from Pakistan's own government. From some other Muslim-majority countries, such as the United Arab Emirates and from the Human Rights Commission of Pakistan, the report from the HRCP, the Human Rights Commission of Pakistan, which is not a Christian organization, was clear that the mob violence was part of a larger campaign of hatred against the local Christians. Right now, Christians in Pakistan are living in fear for their lives. Our brothers and sister, sisters in Nagorno-Karabakh are being starved to death as their land is blockaded by Muslim-majority Azerbaijan and anti-Christian violence in sub-Saharan Africa has grown to genocidal levels. Why does the silence persist? Now, that's a good question, one that I have wondered for a long time. Yes, me too. And that is just downright irritating. When you value a book over the lives of people, and that's what they do. It's disgusting. But see, we read all the time of the Islamists killing Christians. It, it and you know and, and this is really one of those things that only the Lord can uh, can move on. I've never seen in in modern society 
people sit on their butts and do nothing about stuff. And be so blinded to the situations going on around the world. I mean, even in America. You know, look at what's happening here. And people just let it. They do. And, and we've got severe issues here. And, and I would say issues that affect the stability of America are going on. And, and it's not good. And we have, I'll tell you, when you look at it, you have starvation, you have the shedding of Christian blood, you have chaos in Sudan, you got terror, uh, terror, uh, you know, going on in Kenya, you know, you got persecution in Pakistan, you got everywhere you look, it looks like the end of days, it looks like you know, that stuff directly out of Revelation is coming true, and it is. And, you know, the thing of it is, the Antichrist hasn't even showed up yet. Do you imagine what's going to happen when he gets here? But the Lord, when he gets here, will straighten things out. So again, we discussed Pakistan... Indonesia. Well, we talked about Biden's dangerous DOJ and pro-life. Kenya. The terror that's going on there with Muslim terrorists. Sudan. There was chaos going on there. Afghans. Remember the starvation. You have the spilling of Christian blood. And that pretty much sums up what is going on in the world this week. And the ones that are losing out are Christians. That's right. And that's the way it is. And even in our own government here in America, they have dis-Christians and they have put Christians down. They have been anti-Christ in measure. It's not going to be long. The way that they are treating the faith of Christ. So I don't know, Tower, as I look at that today. We have to remember that there is a God... In charge. Yes we do. And it takes faith and patience. And remember scripture in Revelation says they overcame by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and loved not their lives unto the death. So you must be born again. And you must be saved through the blood of the lamb. Amen. And you must have a word of testimony for he who confesses Christ, Christ will confess his name. He who denies Christ, Christ will deny him. And then you love your life not unto the death. In other words, those who lose their lives for the 
for the sake of Christ and the gospel, will find their life. Those who save their lives will lose it. You know, as I look around and the things we see every day, you know, they've spent billions of dollars in Ukraine. Joe Biden and his minions have been giving this money to them. They just took some more over to them. Yeah, a billion. I don't know where they're getting all the money. I don't even know where they're getting the okay. They're not supposed to be doing that. They cannot just spend money, but they've been doing it. Maybe they're getting it from China. And, and, and yet, what do we do? We do not help or intervene when people really need it. Yeah, that's unconscionable. Well, America's going to have to answer for that. Well, there's a lot of people that are going to answer. I've got a lot of questions that I want to know the answers to. And on the day of judgment, I'll get them. Because I, I plan on being a witness on the day of judgment to those people who have killed all them Christians and for those people who have molested all those kids and for those who have destroyed lives and abortion and many other things going on. So we're going to have to get out of here. we got a few moments for you to say goodbye. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. Please pray for your brothers and sisters around the world and help them if you are able. But pray for them, for their deliverance and for their help. And we thank you for all you do for the Lord. We love you and we pray for you as well. And we ask that you would pray for us. And may you stay safe. Look up for your redemption draws nigh. We love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Don't forget to get a copy of my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. Go to our little bookstore we have over on danaglinsmith.com. You'll find out more about it, and you can get a copy there. Get a copy, read it. And then let us know what you think. Take care of yourselves. Watch over your family. Be safe. And until next time, may the Lord keep you safe in his arms. Until next time, everybody. Shalom. Be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.